Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You are with Lyle and... Minnie. Minnie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm pretty well. Yep. Yeah, we're just uh-huh. today celebrating the existence of Liam, our producer. We are it celebrating the birthday. existence of Liam, not just any kind of birthday today. No, it's a. Oh, yeah, that's how your is his twenty first birthday. We're going to say it anyway. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> also, because we also have some extra guests today, which is his younger brother and girlfriend, Eli and Josie. Welcome to the uh, studio this morning. So yeah. we've got a couple of uh, a couple of guest producers joining us. Yeah. I'm not sure that's pretty special. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. We um, had a little surprise pre-birthday for Liam yesterday. And by surprise, I mean Josie surprised him by coming down. She's been locked up in Queensland over this COVID situation. <laughs> Liam's just shaking his head at me because we and, stitched and him apparently, up a bit. Apparently, a stitch up. <laughs> apparently, Liam and I were the only ones who didn't know about this. Go on then, go I'm on. I'm pretty sore about this right now. <laughs> Unbelievable. You think you've got a great co-host who's got your back and all oh, that kind of stuff. I could Tell you. No, yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Unbelievable. You could have you could have written on a piece of paper, you could have messaged well, it. I didn't you think could of have, that. <laughs> oh, you didn't think of text messaging. Here it goes. Here it goes. Excuses, excuses. Alrighty. What are you thankful for? Tell me. Let's talk about I'm not you thankful now. for anything this morning because people have been no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get an invite to cricket yesterday, and you who do not like cricket. Well, I don't. Well, I don't had hate a fun it. Time I don't. Playing. I don't hate yes, cricket. Okay. I now, just don't now the, now the actively do it. It's like if I'm there with people, I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. I'm never going to sit down and watch it. Like that's so boring to me. But if we're playing, that's different. So uncultured. Oh, here we go. All you right. Insulted half of Australia. <laughs> all of, all of Australia. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Let's have some positively different okay. news. Yes, let's do that. Okie dokie. So. <laughs> That was a really cool story that I was looking at, and my phone has just... Oh, okay, so I thought this was really interesting. So I I find health quite fascinating, and particularly the way the body works and the way natural things have some, you know, interesting qualities. So using a variety of cumin, Indian scientists have painted patented innovative herbal gel for affordable, effective treatment of mild to moderate psoriasis. So it's basically, you know, when you see people... I don't know if it's the same as eczema. Is it the same as eczema? Psoriasis. Psoriasis. You know, it's like you get really red, quite scaly, flaky, itchy skin. Yeah. Is that that eczema? Okay, yeah. So same, same. Um, Yeah, and so basically this inflammatory skin disease, like I said, it can cause pretty severe um, itchiness and irritation. There was a boy I worked with once when I was tea trading. Oh, my days. He was like this five-year-old and his whole entire body was just covered every day. Like it was just hurt my heart. But... Um, yeah, so treatments often often use steroids and UV radiation, and they tend to be expensive and can have side effects. Um, obviously, with COVID this year, things like steroids lower the immune system, which is how they work, and so this is one thing that um, people think isn't the best about them, but it is good to suppress um, the rest of the symptoms of um, eczema. But, yes, yeah, so the invention of this new gel requires thymoquinone. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's basically an active natural chemical that's found in the seeds of the black human plant. And this chemical, the chemical has been known to have therapeutic effects and has been previously used in oil, which is fine, but the oil only contains low levels of this chemical, whereas the gel um, that's been developed 
maintains therapeutically effective concentrations. It's very affordable. So it costs basically under $7 a month um, for mild cases and under like $15 for moderate to severe cases. And I, I remember when I was in the US and I got, oh, I think I got like poison ivy or po- poison oak or something. Oh, poison ivy. That's a that's pretty crazy oh, stuff, stitch eh? stitch up. And I didn't. I was so like I am not getting like the steroid treatment for that because it costs like 300 bucks. Like one of the girls got it. And so American, I was just like. American mm. medical system. It's and, and the treatment for it I don't think is that effective. You're better off to just tough it out and wait it off. Oh, hard out. But it's, yeah, so, it's misery. It is. It is mm, the most miserable oh, thing. Jesus. I got. I got. I got it once by, um, by running a chainsaw <gasps> no. through, through poison ivy and just spreading oh. it over my body. <laughs> That's not funny. I'm Woo. so sorry. That's so displeasing. Very displeasing. But yeah. So the fact that this is a pretty cost-effective treatment, um, they're hoping to release the product in less than two years as they complete skin safety tests. That just to me that feels like a long time. But I don't know anything about the industry of safety testing for skin things. Um, another story we have. So I don't know if you guys remember a few days ago I told a story about a guy who's been designing coffins made of out of mushroom essentially. Well, different guy, also mushrooms. Just thought I'd share this while we're on the topic, which we're not really, but it's going to be. So there's a guy in Bay Area. I don't actually know where that is, but he's a designer and he's cranking out painted mushroom bricks, apparently stronger than concrete, which I thought was super interesting. That's, that's just – It's weird, right? Weird. Yeah, but how cool. The mushroom coffins, are, I think that's a great idea because I think mushrooms should be associated with death because I think they taste like death and that <laughs> nobody should ever put a mushroom in their mouth, the most disgusting really? things on the planet. Yeah, mushrooms. <laughs> disgusting. Who would ever eat a mushroom? It's fungus. <laughs> fungus in your mouth? I wish you guys could have seen last face. That was just that. That was pure repulsion. Oh, there. None of this. Vile things. Oh, man, that's amazing. I have a whole sermon, a whole anti mushroom sermon I could preach. Interesting. There'll be no mushrooms in heaven. You know there's going to be no mushrooms in heaven. Yeah, right? go on then. Uh-huh, go on. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Well, look, let me tell you about these mushroom bricks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm giving you all the hard time. Uh, <laughs> no, so he's already built a showpiece called Myco Texture, which is a six by six brick arch from Reishi mushrooms. So, as I said in the coffin story, basically my- mycelium, I don't know exactly know what it is, but it's the fast growing fibrous roots. Um, which we can't really see um, in the plant from what I understand. But they're incredibly durable, waterproof, non-toxic, fire-resistant and biodegradable. Now, here's my only question about these bricks, is if they're biodegradable, they may be stronger than concrete, but how do they make them last? I have no idea. I'm just looking at pictures of this uh Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, we're just looking tower. at pictures. You guys should just do a cheeky kind of Google. Looks, kind of looks like the, yeah, the, the, like the stem of a mushroom the thing they've built. You, well, could, it does. You, could, you could imagine a mushroom sort of, um, yeah. you know, the cap being on top of that kind of thing. I wonder whether the bricks actually grow mushrooms, where the mushrooms start they're growing out of They're a bit funny looking. Like they're not, they're not nice and clean like other bricks. It's just different. Yeah. It's a different kind of texture. Yeah. But so the way they've made them, basically, so Phil Ross, he's the one who's done it, he grows the mycelium in bags of sawdust, which are then dried and cut. So the mushrooms digest the sawdust and convert, convert it into – Chitin? I don't really know what that is. But it's basically the same fiber same fiber that insects exoskeletons are made from. I don't know how that works. That's weird. But how cool is it? That is so cool. Nature's weird, man. It's like I'm gonna build a exoskeleton and live in it. That's exactly pretty much how it is, yeah. 
but yeah, and so Discover Magazine wrote a piece explaining that the bricks have the feel of a composite material with a core of sponge that becomes progressively denser towards its outer skin. Um, I just think this is interesting. Like, I don't know where so they're going. So, how much go with this lighter time. and how much easier on their hands are they than normal bricks? Because, I mean, you know, you, you get these brickies. Brickies are just amazing when you watch them work. They're just like. Oh, they Slapping those things down out. left, right yeah. and centre and, you know, you see them throwing them up and catching them mm. and plonking them in place and they've got hands like leather and maybe this can make life a whole lot easier. Maybe these are like really lightweight. Yeah. Well, look, I don't know, but we'll see what happens in the years to come. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right, what are we up to? We are time to I think it's you. talk I think it's about my, time for me. I think, okay, I think right, it's right. you. Some stories here. Let me see what I got. Let me see what I got. Um, should we deal with that snake story? They're having a snake plague in Queensland. A plague. A plague. I feel like we should talk about that story. We'll hold on to that one for just a moment. Okay, fair call. You got to stay tuned. Mm-hmm. It's the thing. If, yeah. you, if, you, if you just got to work or if you just got to school. Now's the time to sit in your car because we've got a story coming up about a snake plague. So nice. sit in your car with uh, yeah. the radio going. All right, before we get there, we're going to talk about pilot whales. Okay. So this is really kind of cool. Pilot whales have this cool thing that they do. They mimic killer whales. So in other words, they take off their sound, they take off their songs, they sing killer whale songs. Wow. To, what, what's the purpose? Well, when they sing killer whale songs, the killer whale's like, oh, there's a bunch of killer whales over there and they don't worry about them because oh. they're kind of scared of killer whales. Right. So they just pretend that they're killer whales and they don't get hassled by killer whales. That's a strategy. Yeah, and it kind of works. Um, they also form choirs, so they sing coordinated, patterned songs. What? Yes. That's amazing. Coordinated, patterned singing. Yeah, that's pretty special. That that's is, this so is like cool. melt your brain. That'll melt your brain right there. Um, okay, so here's the other because I've just been doing this research uh, in Western Australia and across the uh, Great Australian Bite into pilot whales. Don't know a whole lot about pilot whales. They're kind of something um, that has been relatively unstudied, hmm. but pilot whales never cross the equator, right? Okay. So they live in the they live in the Southern Ocean or they live in the Northern Ocean. They like the cooler water. They don't like the warm water that you get around near the equator, so they don't go there. Okay. And so they figured that, well, you know, pilot whales have uh, evolved separately in the north as to the south, and whenever you've got that kind of thing happening, you always get two different species that form. So they're like, how different are they? Mm-hmm. Because, they, they, I mean, they, they say that they have not uh, – no pilot whale has crossed the equator according to researchers in the last 10,000 years because – they were there 10,000 years ago monitoring Just pilot whales. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> they, they say all this stuff with so much confidence. It's like, whatever. And guess what they found out? They they're do. the same, both yeah. sides. They haven't changed. That is quite interesting, though. I so, mean, they're slightly different. Yeah. But not 10,000 years' worth of difference. Yeah, yeah. But they still definitely don't cross, cross the equator. They don't like the warm water. It's like, yeah, a, that's it's like, a, it's like a fence in the water. So, what's your? Do you have any hypotheses for why? I think hypotheses is probably the word. Why this would have occurred? Well, I think they probably crossed the equator sometime during the ice age after the flood. Yeah, well, they would have had to at some point. Yes, yeah. and then you know, as the uh, as the ice melted away, of course, and the water and the ocean temperatures warmed up, they're like, yeah, no, we like cold water. Mm. Kind of cold frogs. So they, well. Anyway, they, they, they headed north and they headed south and they sort of uh, formed two different families and haven't seen each other since and yeah. quite happy to live their lives like that. See you never. Uh, but it hasn't given them, enough to, given them enough time to evolve into incredibly distinct different, different species. 
Yeah, wow. Which has got all of the evolutionists really puzzled. Uh-huh. Um, of course, those people who read and study their Bibles are like, yeah, that's actually what you would expect. Mm. I like these kind of stories. Science continually, this is about every science story that I come across here, it's like, oh, we're really puzzled about this. I'm like, why are you puzzled about this? There is a model out there that perfectly explains this. But anyway, whatever. Mm. Uh, what else have we got here? Okay, so the Victorian, okay, this is pretty serious news, right? Uh, the Victorian anti-conversion bill passed the lower house yesterday. Uh, this is a bill that is opposed by 73% of Victorians. Um, it bans um, certain types of prayer. It bans body acceptance counselling. So if somebody has you know, a body that they don't like, um, you, are, you are banned from counselling. Uh, people in uh, relationship to accepting their body as it is. It bans people from choosing their biological gender. Mm -hmm. So if you're a trans person, you are now no longer allowed to choose your biological gender and you can go nowhere in Australia to get counselling for that. Um, It bans parents from parenting. So basically, um, if a parent... um, doesn't affirm any gender their child says, you know, because children say all kinds of things. Mm. Um, I can remember being all kinds of things when I was a kid and parents who don't affirm that, um, that is a criminal offence with a jail sentence attached to it. Um, It uh, bans parents from uh, suggesting that a child not mutilate their body. Which is kind of really weird. So if you think about this, because the High Court has said that a child under the age of 16 can't give gives consent because they don't have the maturity to be yeah, able to yeah, give yeah. consent. That's what that's what the High Court has stated. You, under the age of 16, you can't give consent. And because of that, we're against things like female genital mutilation. Yeah. Except in this kind of case where female genital mutilation is actually required by law for a child who is too young to give consent. Yeah, it doesn't actually make any sense. This is the most ridiculous mm. law on the planet. And basically what it is is it's um, just one-sided ideology um, that is, in, you know, and Daniel Andrews' God-hating philosophy. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's There are such contradictory views that are going on, but like, so to this extreme level, yes. I'm like you can't you can't have both things. It no, does, that's like, it right. Doesn't make sense. Absolutely. And when you look at the when you look at the legislation that bans genital fem- female mutilation, that is a ban and a quite appropriate one, I do mm. believe, against a religious practice. Yeah. Um, that you know is physically deforming for people, and we need to have laws that support the last six commandments. Mm. You don't touch the first four, but you do touch the last six. You mm. do have laws for the last six commandments, and it fits very well into that. But, yeah, this is just like, what on earth? Mm. Uh, because, you know, when you compare the two forms of mutilation, you know, for, uh, say, female genital mutilation with trans mutilation, this is vastly different mm. um, kind of, you know, greater form that's going on. Um, so basically this is legislation that says who you can pray for, it mm. says what you can pray for, and what you can pray about is all now regulated in Victoria. Well, it hasn't passed the upper house yet, uh, but it passed with bipartisan support. Mm, what does that mean? 
That means that both houses, both sides of government voted for it. It was voted through unanimously. Wait, wait, wait. I don't understand. If you have the large portion of the state who don't I, want it, how does it work? You would think, yeah. you would think that there would be somebody out there that would twig to, wait a minute, we can get some votes here. Yeah. But some people are so blinded by their ideology and blinded by their hate, they'll do whatever they want, and also blinded by abject fear of the, you know, certain lobby groups. Wild. Anyway, I did say I'd talk about the snake plague happening in uh, South Queensland at the moment right now. Um, snake catchers have been run off their feet. They have been been receiving calls of more than one an hour. Wow. And basically it's been driven by the floodwaters. The snake's coming out looking oh. for dry places out of their holes in the ground which are yep. being flooded and moving into houses. Gotcha. That sounds terrifying. That's, yes. I don't want that. Reminds me of something that happened in the Bible in the wilderness many, many years ago. Mm. Glad I'm not uh, dealing with that particular issue right now. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joining us in the studio is somebody that... Well, Minnie knows, and I don't. Carl, mm. welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. So, Carl is a podcaster, and uh, Minnie, how did you how did you get to know Carl? And well, so I got how a, come he's on our show today. Well, just you know, it's a great podcast, great guy. Nah, so I go to a small group with Liam, our producer. Yes, and there I know Carl's cousin. Is this where I've met you? No, I've met you randomly, just like a yeah, couple of times. Didn't put Somewhere. the connections together, and then this. So Carl's year, one of these guy and the guys. He's you know he's he, he gets around and about. Yeah, and so those people. You've been living in the US for a couple of years now. Hey, right. Carl. Yeah. yeah, and so I have met you when you've been back in Aussie, and then this year, obviously, coronavirus happened. You've kind of been stuck here. Mm-hmm. We didn't know this because you didn't come along to us. No, no, it's all good. But, uh, but yeah, and then we kind of realised you'd been around and in one of the conversations, I don't really know how it came up, but you kind of mentioned something about a podcast and then I forgot and then I saw right. you again. Yeah. You mentioned something about the podcast. I was like, ah, oh, must listen, must remember, listen. And we're like, this is amazing. I must tell you about it. Um, and then I was here, I think, on the show one day, maybe on it, off it, I don't know. And then I said to you, Lyle, hey, there's this great podcast. You guys should listen to it. Absolutely. And then and? from that, it went, we should interview Absolutely. Well, here I am. Yes, now, Carl, we're glad you're here. A <laughs> uh, couple of quick questions. You're obviously an Aussie. Right. What took you to the States? A uh, couple of different things. I guess I was. I went to the Bible school over there. I went to a Bible school called Arise. It's also in, a, in Australia, but I wanted the experience of doing it outside my comfort zone. Okay. So that was one of the main reasons I mm-hmm. left. Yep. And then ended up staying there. Worked over there for three years and then, yeah, in a transition job Transition phase at the moment between two jobs and the uh, coronavirus caught me off guard in Australia. <laughs> As with all of us. <laughs> yeah. I think it pretty much caught the whole world off guard and a lot of people are stuck in a lot of different yeah. places. Uh, living in the United States, what part of the United States? Um, flying back to California in January, uh, Southern California, Loma Linda. And what kind of work do you do there? I get to plan mission trips. That's so That's cool. cool. Yeah, right? pretty sweet job. <laughs> That's amazing. So mission trips to like where? Uh, in the last 10 years, the organization I'm with has been to 88 countries. Whoa. So in February, I was in Papua New Guinea. We were meant to be going there in May. Next year, um, they're planning on traveling uh, on, a, on a level where they can travel. Um, places like Dominican Republic, um, a lot of South American countries, because that's where we're based over the, the, that continent or that area. Uh, and then I think I'm meant to be going to Kenya in May. 
Um, so different places, yeah, all over the world. With your mission trips that you are running and planning, what kind of work is taking place? All our trips are uh, evangelistic in nature, so they're all preaching. And then we also have the challenge uh, of trying to help them in some physical way. So we do some clinics on a level where our team team members can facilitate. We're not all doctors, but we can um, we can help them out in different ways. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So basically. Preaching and healing—that's pretty yeah. much what Jesus did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and what kind of what kind of results do you see from that kind of work? Do you you know do you get numbers of people that have given their lives to Jesus Christ? Or is a result? Yeah, of this, it's or is some, it a bit hard to. Sometimes it's hard because I think they went to Egypt a couple of years ago, and like we like to quantify things and have results and say, oh, we got this many baptisms, mm. but ultimately, that's not the real result um, in my in my thinking um, long term because. You may have just planted a seed at that point. And yeah, so in Egypt they had zero baptisms, but you go to Philippines, you get lots. But it's, it's, it's a lot about the planting the seed and just uh, encouraging them to think about Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Do you guys go back to the same places much? Like, I know you said, this is this right, their organization, it's when people request for you guys to come. Is that how right. it works? Yeah. yeah. Generally, the conferences, or the, the, the church organization in the country will request for us to come. Sometimes we go work with the same conference in a different area of the same er- con- country. Mm. Um, sometimes we've been back to the same churches, but we try not to. What's the name of your organization? I uh, work for Quiet Hour Ministries. Quiet Hour Ministries, fantastic. Yeah. They're a media ministry as well, as I understand it. Once upon a time, yeah, it's all mission now. <laughs> oh, it's all mission <laughs> yeah. now. Okay, yeah. there you go. Things have changed. Yeah. Indeed. All right, so we need to talk about this podcast that you do. How long have you been doing the podcast for? I uh, started, first episode dropped in July. Okay, so was this something like, I am stuck in Australia, I can't do my normal job, I can't get back to the States, uh, what will I do? Well, this is what is available, and is that how it started, or uh, is this something you've been planning for a long time? It's something I've had on my mind for a long time, but it was really something that I wanted to do. Uh, yeah, there's something I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I ended up doing it this year because I had the time. Right, mm. and you're not the only person involved in this podcast. I think you have a co-host. Co-hoster. Yeah, co-host is Philip Miller Savlovich. He's a he's from America, California, with me there, um, but he is Serbian or Croatian somewhere over there in in heritage. Yep. But it, you kind of came up with the idea for it and went, "Hey, Philip, yes. do you want to jump on?" Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So you're the originator of the uh, the founder. Yeah, I, like I said, I've been wanting to do it for a long time and I had these ideas um, bubbling away in my head and eventually the the right one clicked, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. All right, tell us about the podcast. What's the what's the overarching theme of your podcast? So what's it called also? Okay, yes. so it is yeah. called The Overflow Podcast and it is all about having, uh, let me put it this way, it's a podcast about personal growth in a spiritual direction. Nice. So you, you're thinking, we're thinking about personal growth in a way that is uh, a lot more spiritual in intent. It's it's not just about the self-help kind of books. It's it's how can I grow as a person but being drawn closer to God, closer to Jesus. Yeah, because when you first sort of uh, spouted out the title of it there, the first thing that goes through my mind is like, oh, well, yeah, okay, that sounds all very positive and all the rest, but that could be... That could be the title of a self-help book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're actually focusing on, no, you can't help yourself. God can help you. Right. And, it's, and it's how that, do I connect with God? It's this idea that for us to overflow, we need to be poured into ourselves. Mm. Right. We don't get 
we can't flow into others uh, without being full ourselves. And so we get that from God. Fantastic. You, you said this, I can't remember which episode it was. I was listening to it. And I think I said to you the other day when we were at church, you said, let Christ fill you and then go serve the world or something. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a really cool way to kind of, uh, maybe that's not the purpose of your podcast. A but profundity. Yeah, just in listening to it, I was like, this makes a lot of sense to me. Right. Like not, I need to go fix myself, but hey, we need to be aware of some things. Let Jesus come in, do the work, and now let's go out and share that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's And it's, so for example, uh, we've had 17 episodes so far. Uh, we had in the first season was nine episodes. We we looked at the themes of love, grace, and forgiveness, and this idea that we get love from God and then we can pass it on. We get grace from God, then mm. we can we can extend grace to others. And forgiveness, it's not something that it's a gift that we give to others. But I can't actually forgive you for offending me, for hurting me, unless I've or unless I know that I've been forgiven myself. Mm. It's not. It's not something we have in and of ourselves. God, the Bible says, every good and perfect thing comes from God, and so that's what we want to flow to others. We want to have good and perfect things in our relationships, um, but to get that, we need to receive it from God. Why did this? Um, I think I've asked you this already, but why was this sort of thing important to you? Like you said, you've been thinking about the idea of a podcast for a while. What was it about this topic? Or like the idea of, yeah, personal development, I guess, in a spiritual context that you went, mm, this is important enough for me to share it with other people. Well, let me put it this way. I think we've had, uh, looking, looking around at the churches today, I'm just desiring to see healthy individuals. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on the last maybe, um, yeah, three years, I guess, since I've been living in overseas, I've been on my own journey of personal growth and really in like desiring to for other people to know what I'm learning. Yeah. And so that's where it, where it kind of came from and I'm like I want my churches, I want the churches around the world to be full of healthy individuals. People who can uh have healthy conversation, healthy debates in churches, all the different things that we see and I just it saddens me so I'm like doing my bit, doing my bit to share uh share the things that are being that I'm learning. Does that make sense? No, fully. I think that's awesome. And I, th- you go. Oh, yeah. I was- no, no, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you, you, you mentioned that um, just from a very practical perspective, you, uh, your first, your first lot, I think you said you had nine episodes. You've got 17 done in yep. total. Are these episodes that come out on a, on a, on a set regular basis? Like, can we expect one to drop once a week, once a fortnight? Right. Yeah. Like that? So we, we launched in July. We did nine episodes. It was a weekly podcast. So we're kind of breaking it up into seasons. So first season was um, living from the overflow and we talked about love, grace and forgiveness, like I said. And then we took a break and then in uh, September, no, September we took a break, October, November we had season two. So that was another eight episodes and we went on the theme of broken love and redeeming grace. Mm. And that was a, we, we cover the topics of loneliness, trauma, codependency, conflict, vulnerable or vulnerability, freedom, and forgiveness, receiving forgiveness from God, and the last one, identity. And so these were the topics we we looked at a we interviewed a therapist for the first part, look talking about broken love, all these ways that Yeah, tell me about that one. Yeah. That's that that's a really interesting title because you know, is love something that can be broken? As mm. in 
you know, obviously we can break each other's hearts, those kind of things. Right. We can break right. a relationship, but love in and of itself. Well, that's a good question. Or I guess is love pure? Well, I, uh, now let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, I'm putting this guy on the spot, but you know, I'm I'm. Keen I see to where you I see where you're going. Um, like because love, as as what we understand as Christians, we know what it's meant to be. Yes. Mm. But what I what we're coming from is love has been twisted and broken yeah. in so many different ways by the devil, and the way it's per- perceived and and received by so many of us, pretty much all of us, I would say, uh, is is broken in in many unfortunate ways and so we're at yeah so so our humanness has broken love yeah yeah and so you, you in many ways you would be experiencing imperfect love mm. um we can't love each other perfectly and so that was that was kind of it um so we talked with a therapist for four episodes and she was talking about these topics loneliness trauma codependency and conflict they're all massive topics actually oh yeah <laughs> they, they they will hit some chords with our listeners yeah. for sure they were really powerful um and then our goal was to go from that and look at how god god redeems that broken love mm-hmm. with through his redeeming grace grace being this idea that uh sometimes i think of it as a little bit of an enigma you don't necessarily know exactly what it means but uh, I've kind of learnt that grace is something that is intended to transform. And so it's it's that gift that I can give to you, I can extend grace to you in the hopes that you will be a bit different person. And so God gives us mm. redeeming grace mm, mm. Um, and, yeah, gives us that freedom and, and to for us to grow in the identity of us as sons and daughters of God. Amazing stuff. What was your latest uh, episode about? Yeah, that was episode 17 on identity, finishing up that season. And so right now we're at, it is a weekly thing, but we're taking it in season. So uh, we're taking break for Christmas and all that. And then we'll be back uh, February, I think. So two months on, two months off is the kind of schedule. And with the the next season, where are you going to go? Next season is going to be some personal stories stories nice. of overflow so we'll be talking to a few different people we know and just hearing how they how they overflow in their lives and um and maybe trying to get to learn some lessons learn some ways that we can apply in our own lives um mm-hmm. maybe habits or things that we can do when we f- realize that when we catch ourselves when we're not in a season of overflow amazing and uh how has the podcast been received really well yeah we've um uh, I don't know exactly how many countries, but all over the world, we've had every continent's been represented. So it's kind of cool to get people and hear stories from back, uh, hear stories from them coming back. We got one the other day. I can pull it up if you want me to. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pull it up if you can. I'd love to hear uh, what people have to say. We enjoy people when they they pass their comments through to us here on Faith FM. So it always gives a... uh, a, a different perspective when you hear what other people think of mm. the material that you're producing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But th- this person came in, uh, they sent a message and said, since I started listening to the podcast from the effort, very first episode, I was overwhelmed. I used to be the type of person who could easily be irritated whenever I'm not treated right and when I don't get the love that I want from people around me. But because of this podcast, my perception on love has changed. I have to be getting it from the well that never dries, from Jesus' love. So it has to be me who overflows this love to the people around me. And through this podcast, I came to love my family more and more and also have the, came to love my dearest one even better. So uh, yeah, through this podcast, I have gotten even better relationships with others. Every week I has been an overflowing one. 
Um, so yeah, she's she's thankful for that message. I mean, for the podcast and. I'm looking forward to the next season. So. That's a great review. What amazing response. Where, whereabouts did that one come from? I think that one was from Philippines. Philippines, I yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. That's cool that it's changing someone's life in a really, I guess, tangible way that you're seeing the relationships around you being improved because mm. of it. You know, you're like, oh, okay, I get this. And now it's, yeah, transforming something. Yeah. That's awesome. That must feel good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's special. It helps me, like, to continue wanting to keep doing it. Yeah. Because... I'm about to fly back to the States. I'm about to get back into that full-time job. But it's like, no, there's people out there that are being blessed. And so mm. got to keep that up. And whereabouts, how do we access your podcast? Good question. So, yeah, choosetooverflow.com is our website. Uh, the, the idea being there that we want you to make a con- conscious choice. We, that's something we have to do, all of us, to choose to overflow in, in all our different ways. And so find the And we, Spotify, fi- we find yeah. it under choose to overflow. It's the Overflow podcast. The if you overflow, search for yeah, it, or okay. choose to overflow dot com, give you all the links to wherever you listen. That's fantastic. And uh, Carl, I understand that your podcast is also going to be available to a wider audience coming up sometime soon. That's right. I'm currently in the process of getting them radio ready, uh, so we'll be broadcasting them on Faith FM uh, in the next. I don't know when they'll start, but I'm giving the episodes over the, to before Christmas. That's fantastic. So, so you'll yeah. be able to hear the uh, hear Carl's podcast right here on Faith FM sometime in the future. But right. don't wait until then. Jump on his website, head yeah. over there, and uh, have a listen right now. Carl, thank you so much for joining us mm, here. If awesome. you would yeah. like to, and I encourage everybody to go over there, check out uh, Carl's podcast, um, choose to overflow.com. Um, the Overflow Podcast. The Overflow Podcast. Uh, if you're looking for uh, yeah. that particular podcast. Thanks for having me. Ah, fantastic. Mm, Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.